It's that time of week, folks. Sit back and relax as you join us on Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. Welcome to Ringside American Dairy Goat Podcast. I'm Nate. Tonight I'm joined with uh, Jessica and Jennifer, uh, my lovely wife Jennifer. Um, John is taking the night off for some family time. And uh, we just thought we'd take tonight and have a little bit of fun, talk a little bit about uh, we're going to be talking about mentors having a mentor but before we get to that uh jessica how are you doing tonight i'm doing well how are you good uh you told us earlier that you had a milk test this morning and uh how long did that take you oh until after lunch (laughs) we did i i I estimated 27, but, but when we got out there, there was only 23. Um, and then I get goat ADD. So I was like, oh, utter. It's kind of like dog with squirrel. Um, so I had to pull my camera out and take pictures here and there. And a couple of the girls were first fresheners, um, still getting used to the stand and being milked. So, you know, that was a little bit of a challenge. Um it was, I'm hoping that tonight goes faster because I started at 9.30, so I'm hoping to be done before midnight. That would be great. <laughs> Wait, so you, you started at 9.30, you didn't finish until after lunch, so that was like about three hours? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, di- and I didn't hand milk. I'm not sure, it was just. I don't know. It just took forever. I did have to bring milk inside at one point because my bucket was overflowing. My my oh, size bucket. Yeah. That's crazy. And now, yeah. do you what do you do with that milk? Um, I feed it back to the bottle babies. I have I have six bottle La Manchas. And four bottle Nigerians and two bottle Oberhausleys. And then any of the dam raised kids, we I sent my child, my slave child, to um, train all of them on the bottle. So that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> She's a good kid. <laughs> oh, she is. She, she was funny because I'm over there, like, milking. And she's like, I can't get it. I can't. Oh, I got it. <laughs> You know, so, yeah, she, I think she got most of them on, and if she couldn't, then I'd run over. So that was another thing, like, I'd run over and, you know, get get them started, and then she would finish um, giving them the bottle. So, you know, it was the first time, I, and unfortunately, like, this is my first time this year. It was, like, every weekend I was having goats having babies, or there was a bunch of, since I dam raised, there was a bunch of kids that weren't feeling well here and there. 
not a bunch, but if there was a kid feel, not feeling well, I didn't feel like I should pull the mom away. So I just kind of delayed it. So this is my first test of the year, which is super late, obviously. End of March. We need to schedule ours. Ugh. So. Yeah. It feels We're... good to get the first part done. It does. It does. We've got to, as Jen just said, we've got to schedule ours. Um, our first dough freshened in January, so we're kind of pushing it a little bit. Um, so, but we've had a pretty good week. Our house goat is now a barn goat again. Yay! Um, finally! Finally. She, she's in her, her own little pen. Um, she's doing quite well. Our other doe, Cream, is finally back in general population. Um, she's doing well. She's been so obnoxious. And then we had a, a doe freshen today. To it is. Yeah, it has. is. Uh, and then I was say, and then uh, we had a doe, Lucy, freshen today. Scared Jen half to death. Yeah, she had her kid a giant buckling at 3.30 and at 5.30 there was nothing. So I messaged a friend to see, you know, do I go in or do I wait? You know, she's not really doing anything. There's no placenta. There's no second kid. And so our friend was like, well, you should probably go glove up and go in and then maybe bump her to get some of the, the fluid out. I said, okay, well, we'll wait until after dinner. So I ate my dinner real quick. I couldn't eat that much because I was uh, on pins and needles. And then I'm pacing, waiting for Nate to finish up. And I look at the camera and she popped out her placenta. So we're all good. And what was yeah, she doing well, with her placenta while you were eating dinner? Oh, she was eating <laughs> she was too. Eating. It was lovely. <laughs> And I, I family, I'm totally not faced by this at all. It's on our big Nate had it uh, screen, streaming to our uh, our TV, and so our kids they they did it didn't phase them at all. It, so it would be handy to just have have the camp barn cameras streamed to the big screen TV for watching her. You know, especially when you're like you're looking and going, "Is that a hoof? Is that is that goo?" and of course, it kept screaming right. after she gave birth, and and then here we go with you know, her eating the placenta. And of course, Nate has it zoomed in. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Let's see what part of the placenta that is. Right. <laughs> Yummy. Uh, yeah, farm kids aren't bothered by it. Um, but otherwise, it's been a pretty quiet oh, week. I we have... Two more does on our end who are due, and then we have a month break. You? I was just going to look. I have one due What's Wednesday. Um, it's kind of scattered between now and the end of May. I believe I have 12 left to go. Between, um, it's just Nigerians and La Mancha's now. Two more La Manchas and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven more Nigerians. Wow. 
<laughs> I think we're down to eight or nine, right? Or like questioning left, one. Left? Yeah. Seven. <laughs> Seven? Really? Seven left. We have nice. five in May and two this week. What about Missy? Is she counted in that or no? Yes. So we might even be down to six. Ooh. Yeah. Lucky we're thinking you have to blood test a yearling. Oh. Gotcha. Yeah. When is she supposed to be due? May. Middle of oh. May. And she is not. There are two does in the pen with her who should be due about the same time. And uh, she does not look, you know, they look quite pregnant. She does not. She looked more like the doe we decided not to breed. Gotcha. And uh, so we're, we're starting to lean towards that she may, in fact, not be bred. But as Jen said, we'll blood test her and, and find out. Make sure. Um, yeah. Cool. But uh, let's move on to some uh, ADGA news. Uh, the big thing right now, uh, Jessica's favorite topic, the NG system. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, there's some uh, issues, some successes. Uh, the, I know the directors have asked that if you have an issue, to let them know what the issue was. If it's been resolved, to let them know. Uh, a couple of the directors have even asked, though, if there's like a success, like you asked for help registering a paper or an animal and someone has helped you they've asked to know that too um and uh and the dna request have you tried doing any dna requests yet no um as far as i know they're still not working um They've suggested going directly to um, UC Davis if you need anything done now. Um, I think there's a postal ballot currently to waive the fee for through EDGA to transfer the data once right. once it's able to be accepted to the new system. But and um, if you go ahead, yeah, no, 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 keep going. Um. But as far as I know, it wasn't built into the current platform, so it still needs to be built in. It, it can't, the current system can't accept the data, so it's not able to even use it. So, um, and then um, VGL or the VGL number or whatever has to be, because ADGA owns it, you have to request ADGA to release it to UC Davis to do like parental verification. Right. So you, you'll have to know the case number as well. Yeah. So, so when uh, like, so I have all my bucks typed, at least all my senior bucks are typed and the email I got from um, Lisa Shepard has the um, VGL number right in the email. Um, and yeah. it, I believe it's after, like, it'll say the animal's name and registration number, and then in parentheses, it'll have the VGL um, number for UC Davis. So that's the reference number, but AGA owns it, so they would have to release it to do any parental verification. 
outside of ADGUT. Um, and then once you get the DNA type for ADGUT to recognize it, normally they charge the $15 fee, but that's what they're proposing in the postal ballot to waive. Right, right, because of the current situation. Right, yeah. Um, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, right, and now, and the, then the other issues that are coming up, um, you know, registration papers are being printed. Um, they may look a little different. Uh, for example, we, I, somebody posted their papers that they received from ADCA. Um, they just, it's all, it's right justified for some exactly. reason. Exactly. I was going to yeah. say it's right justified. So. Yeah. And, and then and the type different. Yeah. The it looks like a typewriter. And then because they write justified, I think they had to put those asterisks in, um, for where DNA would be, um, in order yeah. to put the, the, um, the goat's registration number to, for it to line up. So, I mean, I'm sure that they'll adjust that. Well, I don't know if that's what, if they're going to go with that. I think that it was fine. I think it might've been left justified previously. I don't know why it's right justified now. I think it was, it was left justified previously. Yeah. And now it's right justified. And as you said, you know, they've got to put some placeholders. So some people are finding you know, there's the animals that are DNA typed, and it'll have the you know, little asterisks in DNA. And then there's the animals who aren't DNA typed, and they'll have a pair of asterisks where it would normally right. say DNA. Yep. Just as a placeholder so that, you know, it can line up accordingly. Um, and some people are, are bothered by it. Um, you know, it's... It's kind of a growing pain sort of yeah. situation. Well, in some ways, it may be more painful than others. Um, I, I guess I would recommend to anyone receiving papers right now, check them over. Right. Um, one of the things I've heard is there's issues with, uh, there have been issues with the papers issued. Like, uh, there's a redundancy there, but... Um, They've mixed up ancestors or date of birth. Yeah. It's on the four gen pedigrees, I think, that were the... Well, I guess we'll step back a little bit further. So they're having issues with the data transfer from the old system to the new system. So I think that it's an issue of getting everything to match up appropriately in the fields appropriately. <laughs> That's not fair. That's not fair. <laughs> I can see what's happening. <laughs> um, so I think that once they can get the data to match up, when they, if they can get it to transfer appropriately, I think that that'll fix all like the four gen um, stuff. But um, the as far as the registration how it looks, I think that that should be an easy tweak. Um, right now, I think they're trying to get out as many registrations as possible. Um, right. Yeah. And I think, and there's other, other issues like color um, that are causing issues. Like I registered Oberhausley 
um, bay with correct markings, and I should have put bay with correct black markings. And so when I went to try to fix it, it said his tattoo was already in use, but it wasn't. Um, but they did fix that, so that was one of the fixes. So, you know, they took, I don't know if it was my particular ticket or if it was a general ticket that was received, but I was able to make that correction and submit that. But I think there's other, like in Nigerians, there can be a chocolate couclair, but according to the VG or the NG system, um, chocolate couclair doesn't exist. So, you know, there's just um, some um, kinks that they need to fix. And um, I don't know if that's just the programming side, if they just ignore and accept all color. But um, the delay right now is the staff is having to review every registration. That's so, right. That's a yeah. lot of registration. That, yeah. that is a lot, especially this time of year. This time of year, yeah. I, I mean, I know that the, the staff down there have got to be uh, working their butts off. Well, yeah. and, and I, supposedly the they can only see what we see. They don't have a back-end side that's for the administrative staff, so... Um, you know, unfortunately, I think that they're working with what we're working with. So it's got to be frustrating for them as well. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're all calling down there to try to get things corrected. And, you know, phones are ringing. Yeah. Um, limited staffing. Because um, we're still kind of dealing with limited number of people who can be in the office, I believe. You know, due to the whole COVID, COVID yeah. issue. Um, I could be wrong. Someone could correct me on that. Um, so, I mean, it's, you know, we should be kind of thankful for them trying to help us. Um, it is it is a big mess right now. I'll, I'll say it, but we're working through it, I guess. Um, the other thing is, is I'm starting to see shows starting to get sanctioned or a post that they're going to be sanctioned. Yay! Um, I already have my first entry in. What? I already have my first entry in. Spring fling. You're entering one yeah. goat. <laughs> Spring fling. I've got 18 entered, but I think 19 because I forgot one. It's exciting. Uh -oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I am slacker and I never transferred Moxie. <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> So, she wasn't on my current owns list, so I was just scrolling through, and then I went out to the barn later. I was like, ah, Moxie! So, of course she's That's okay, go. you can show her as our agents. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? One, so, of us, one of us might be down there anyway, so yeah. we can sign you. Oh, really? That would be exciting. <laughs> just to help some friends out. I don't think oh. we're bringing any of ours. Yeah, we, we do have a friend uh, uh, down there who's going to be showing. They've got a... Uh, so, uh, it'll be good. Uh, one of us will go down there and help. The other one will be out up here doing chores and taking care of these children. Uh, so, it'll be fun. We haven't cool. figured out who's going, who's staying, but I have a feeling I know who's going. Um, <laughs> I, I, think Jen, I think Jen's going. Jen thinks you're going. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll figure yeah, it we'll out. We'll have the uh, milker up and going by then, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he might. Um, 
who can milk Nina faster? <laughs> exactly. The machine, I can. <laughs> Apparently. So the other night, I forget exactly what happened, but Jen's like, can you get milking started while I do this? I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. I had to go to the store. For oh, she yeah, she ran to the store. Um, oh, I milk. think for milk. Yeah, for the babies. Oh, and I don't have enough milk yet. So oh. I go out there and I just start milking, and I'm milking, and <laughs> milking, and we get to the point. She has point. little teeth. <laughs> That's and yeah, so I'm milking with you know like two, yeah. two or three fingers. Well, Nigerian yeah, has little teeth and tiny orifices. She's miserable to milk. But after a bit, Jen shows up. <laughs> she's like, who do you have done? I'm like, I'm on the last dough. No way. <laughs> oh, so you spent just the right amount of time at the store. Exactly. She must have been watching on the camera or something. Yeah, right. You know, her. Where is the milk for it. it. I forget where the milk is in the store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So, you know, I, I can milk her quicker, but I'm bit normally busy, you know, doing feed, doing hay, doing water, feeding the kids, um, the, the goat kids. Um, so, um, but that's, that's what happens here. Um, but moving on uh, to our, our main topic tonight, we were talking about mentors. Uh, I saw quite a few times people on Facebook and and just social media in general talking about you know having people give them advice. Um, you know, years ago, my father was probably a mentor for many people. I hear about it all the time, both good and bad. Um, and I know periodically when we have a question on what. We think, you know, what to do, you know, we'll contact, uh, you know, Brandy Chikino or you, yep. you know, especially with, with medical questions. And it's good to have somebody who you can just turn to periodically for advice, um, whether it's, you know, advice on, on animals in your barn, what to keep and what to sell advice on treating an issue, an ailment. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's good to have have that. And, you know, kind of got me thinking of some questions like, you know, what does a mentor mean to you? What, what do you is think? That, is that your question for me? For me? Sure. You know, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll bounce off the topic, too. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I I get anxiety when I try to rely on on somebody. Um, I guess I get anxiety a lot now that I think about it. But um, I've tried to listen to everyone. Um, you know, like, I try to learn from as many people as possible. Um, and I try to stay in the shadows, if that makes sense. Um, I don't like to ask, and that's just me. I don't like to ask a lot of people questions. Um, so I think that I've, there's a lot of mentors that I've had 
that don't know that they've been my mentor because, right? you know, because I've, I like went with your guy, with your experiences you've had, you know, I've tried to learn through you. Um, right. and then on, on a lot of the group pages, you know, I try to learn through the other people that are on there and you kind of take everything with a grain of salt because everybody manages their herds and has their own opinions. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, so, and then, and then what I've gathered, I try to help others. And I think that that's the way that I've taken it is I try, I guess I'm better at helping than I am at accepting help. (laughs) So, um, I, it's, it's a, it's a sensitive topic for me just because I, I don't know if I can point out one particular mentor other than just learning from as many people as I can. Well, I, I think sometimes, you know, a mentor doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, hi, will you be my mentor sort of thing? And it doesn't even have to be um, something where you say to somebody, hi, I don't know if you know this, but I'm you know, you're my mentor. I think sometimes a mentor is somebody whom you can you feel you can you can ask or you right. can say. I don't understand what's happening here. What what do you think? Um, and and sometimes, you know, it may be somebody who, eventually, you know, they get you started. And eventually you are, you end up more knowledgeable than them, maybe. Right. You know, um, you know, a, a friend of ours, you know, ended up, you know, their mentor, they ended up, you know, kind of outgrowing. And, uh, you know, I say outgrowing and that they ended up knowing more than what their mentor and at that point, the mentor kind of became more of a, a friend, right? You know, with a common bond, a common, you know, goal. Um, I think a mentor for us is somebody whom, yeah, when when you don't have um, the answers yourself, you can turn to them, and you know, even if it's something, just to find out where do I go look for an answer, right? Um, and not to give you the answer necessarily, but maybe to give you an idea of where to look for the answer. What do you think? I agree. And um, I think when we were, when my family first had goats, it was before Nate and I got together. Um, We knew Nate, we'd met him at the state fair. um, And it was something where if we had questions, we could, I could call him and, and bounce things off of him. Um, you know, like I wasn't trimming the hooves right. So my kid goat was walking on her heels and we were only allowed two goats in the middle of town on a 4-H permit. And all our contiguous neighbors had to sign and, um, say they were okay with it. So there wasn't much experience with the goats. You know, you can read as much as you can, but at the same time, that was, in the days of dial-up <laughs> and so the internet was super <laughs> slow right um but we could call it and see and he'd come over and take a look and you know or i just bought this kid goat it has an extra teat what do we do 
Um, yeah, that was frustrating. Um, yeah, right. But yeah, it's definitely, I think having somebody you can rely on that you can call and say, this is going on. I've never encountered this. I can't find any information on it. What do you think? What would you do? And that's kind of helpful to have somebody that you can do. And yeah, we have a few different people we're able to do that with now, including you. Yeah, it's definitely nice to have a network because I may not have seen something and you may have seen it. You know, if I describe the symptoms to you, you may understand exactly what I'm talking about and you've treated it previously and know exactly what I need to treat. So, you know, and that's, I think it's maybe it's not um, maybe it's not exactly a mentor, but maybe it is, you know, like maybe it's just a, a really good network of knowledgeable goat people, you know. <laughs> right. But, yeah. Yeah. The more animals you have, the more you encounter. And yeah, exactly. Yep. Learn. I, I think that's kind of what some of these mentor relationships can morph into is you know uh a part not really a partnership i don't know what exactly to call it but where you then end up with you know two sets of, of breeders who are uh you know we again we might see something that you haven't seen and you know if you see it you ask us and we go oh yeah we've we've dealt with that this is how you treat it and, and and that's kind of what ends up happening is we end up with with this network of of uh, breeders or of people we can turn to, and we can you know say hey um, this has happened and uh, have you seen this before? And someone's gonna me and speak them and go yeah. Um, do this, you know, whatever it is, right? Or that's not an issue, something to worry about. It they'll they'll grow out of it, or it'll pass. Uh, and you kind of have to, you know, trust the person a bit. You know, if you, if you don't trust them, you're not going to trust what they say, right? Um, and it's not necessarily just in health, you know, um, like people sometimes want to know, is this, uh, I'm looking at a a new Bach and, you know, what should I look for? And they'll, they'll approach myself and they'll, they'll ask me that or, you know, Hey, we're, we, we can't make a choice up between these two Bachs. Which one should I get? I know your answer. Both. <laughs> My no, answer? No, not- all of them. Keep <laughs> all of them. All of the all of the goats. Buy all of them. Their second freshening. Yes. Keep all of them. First freshening, all of them. Keep all of the goats. Never sell. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> But I mean, people ask you know advice on the animals, and I try not to say you should sell this one, you should keep this one. Um, I might, mean, you know, what what do you what are you looking for? What 
do you like looking at in the bar? Um, I guess, you know, when people ask for advice on which ones to keep or, or whatnot, you know, I'll try to go that route. You know, periodically someone say, you know, hey, what do you think about this dough? And I'll say, I like her top line. You know, great set feet and legs. Um, you know, or I don't like her. Um, what do you like about her? You know, get a conversation going. Um, I don't think someone, you know, whether it's you, a mentor or whatever you want to call it, should be being used to pick out the animals to keep and the animals to sell. Right. That should be up to the breeder. Usually what I would, when I, when anyone asks me, I say, you know, like, what do you need to improve in your herd? Like if for a buck, you know, if you need to improve top line, do you need to improve rump? Do you need to improve um, the front end assembly? You know, and then look at as many ancestors as you can to see if there's consistency in the line that you're looking at. Um, you know, if, if someone asks me, you know, what bucks do you have available? And I say, well, what, what are you looking at to improve in your herd? You know, like, are you looking for production? Um, you know, ideally, I want to produce animals that will improve all areas, but is that idealistic yes but is it probable no um you know there might be more there might be an area where i can say you know this buck should improve this this area of your animal and um you know then i can make suggestions there um you know and then then there's some that say well i don't know what i need to improve you know and and so you know, then, then it's kind of hard to make a suggestion, but, you know, you kind of try your best with that and um, go from there. Um, you can, if you can only make suggestions, it's not, if, unless you have a proven animal that has freshened daughters on the ground, it's hard to say what a buck is going to do. You know, it's, you're making a guesstimate essentially on a kid, what you think that they might do based on the project or the previous um the ancestors and previous progeny from those crosses definitely yeah my i guess my thought too is don't rely on just one judge's opinion because they all tend to be looking for something a little differently on any given day or or the animals are looking differently on any given day um but, you know, we've had judges pick animals that we like in our herd that are nice. But at the same time, there's other ones that we really like looking at better day to day or, or they're easier to milk. They have less issues when they're freshening or whatever. But um, take more than one person's opinion into account. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, Jen's example, we, for example, we have a doe who, actually, she's the one who freshened today. Yeah. And she's a nice doe, probably one of uh, our favorite mammaries in the herd. And, you know, she's a, a, she's got this great mammary. She's a very dairy doe. Uh, but she doesn't excel in general appearance. Um, she did very well at a show last year. 
based on the fact that the judge liked dairy animals, mm-hmm. animals that, that excelled in that dairy strain. And, you know, she did very well. And the other animals that were selected for champions that day were, were animals that were excelling in dairy strength. But we're not going to base our herd decisions on what that judge said, what they chose that day. We're actually going to, you know, you can go round and round forever if you use the the show ring only for selecting what you're going to keep, you will be constantly calling animals you probably would normally have caught, kept. The thing to do is to find the the type of animal you want and make that. Oh, I have a perfect example. I have Gemma is actually someone came up to me um, at the last show and they're like, oh my gosh, she has a perfect dairy neck and she looks like a miniature standard. And that's what I want to breed. I want to breed a goat that looks like a miniature standard um, just because I just think that they look, they don't look as pygmy like they look like a miniature, you know, and to me, that's what I think Nigerians should be, is a miniature version of a standard breed. So, she does pretty well. She, I think she won a grand at a combined show, so it didn't count when she was a junior. Um, It should be interesting this year. She's a two-year-old second freshener. but that'll be fun. Yeah, and her udder is more capacious this year, and she's yeah. just really awesome. So I hope that – I think that a lot of times the judges are looking for more of that. It, and it, like you said, it depends on the judge. Um, some of them look for just udder capacity, and they don't take the whole consideration – or the whole um, general appearance into consideration with the Nigerians. Um, I don't know. I I think that she's – beautiful and that's what I want my herd to be so it'll be fun to see where Nigerians go and if this is where they go or if they if there's still there's still like a bunch of different types of Nigerian there's more of the shorter stockier type there's more of the the bigger bodied um type and then there's more of the dairy type so it'll it'll be interesting to see how they place under different judges and if if there's going to be a, a more consistent type change at some point or, or Definitely. what, but yeah, it's, it's fun because I, I can breed what I want to breed and, and I like what right. I like and, and yeah, you, you breed know, I feel proud at the end like of the looking day. at it in your barn. Exactly. Yeah. And when she gets on the milk stand, I'm like, you know, like, I'm like, this is what Isn't I like. Isn't so much fun? <laughs> I know. I'm like, I like it. I'm touching it. You know, like, I'm, I'm yeah, weird, we but I like it. Yeah, we have that are like that this year. They're so nice. Like Miss B? <laughs> yes. Miss B, your twin, Maddie. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Even Miracle. Yeah. Miracle looks really nice, too. I've got to get her shaved up because you can't see anything, but you can Miracle feel it. Miracle is like my heart goat. I just love the whole story behind her and like her progress. And it's so yeah. fun that it's just so fun that she's just beautiful. 
Yeah. Right now, that mammary, it's like, it's a ball of fluff <laughs> with these two teeth sticking out of it. <laughs> oh, so it's right like, down, it's a, which is really nice. <laughs> it's a John Utter? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he did finally shave those udders. He did finally <laughs> shave those udders. Oh, I loved uh, giving him a hard time, though, because he'd send the pictures, and I'm like, I can't see anything. What am I looking at? There's so much hair. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, oh. it's, you know, one of these things, right, you know, it's cold up here. I don't know what his excuse is down there, but up here, it, it's still cold, and so, you know, we... we let them be a little fuzzy for a little bit, unless we're trying to show them off. We're in the same state. We're up here. Yeah. Oh, well, big, big, back to the milk testing thing. Um, so we'll go back 40 minutes now. And I, the, the dough got up there, and I was like, ooh, I got to shave that. So I'm, like, milk testing, but I got to shave it a little bit so I can take a <laughs> I wonder what your somatic so, cell is yeah, going to so be you like. Got hair in your milk no, I cleaned, oh, that's great. I cleaned it all after. Like I cleaned it all. Well, I cleaned it. I cleaned it before, and then I realized that I needed to shave it because I needed to see it better for a picture. And then I cleaned it after because I was like, "There's so much hair." So yeah, but yeah. So that that was another another thing I did today. But it's like sixty today, so it's fine. Fine, totally fine. Oh yeah, it's gorgeous today. It's gonna be for the next week, I think. It's gonna be in the sixties up here. So John will probably have seventies and eighties, but yeah, we'll we'll let him enjoy that. We're um, in the real part of New York. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. But yeah, I mean, it's it's you you've got to. That's the thing is. The judges aren't doing the chores for you. The judges aren't the ones who are coming and putting the goat up on the milk stand for you, feeding them, mucking out behind them. The breeder, the person who owns them, needs to be happy with what they're seeing in the barn. And I think you can get advice from as many people as you like, but many of the more experienced breeders I've dealt with have pretty much said, what do you want to look at? What do you like? You know, and you can't, you know, what I want to look at in a Nigerian isn't what you're going to want to look at a Nigerian. You know, I don't think, you know, um, you you just get you've got to at some point develop that eye for what you like. Um, you can't just rely on everybody else telling you what you should like. Um, at least that's my opinion. Yep, I agree. I agree too. <laughs> my my Nigerian is amazing. <laughs> you I'm have kidding. some really, I'm, really nice Nigerians there. I'm kidding. Uh, thank no, you. you really do. Thank I you. think um, our herd, we're kind of a medium herd. We're not really a, a small herd, but not. we're definitely not a large herd. I think each goat, we have compelling arguments for and against. 
most of them. Um, Attitude count? <laughs> Attitude <laughs> definitely comes into play. <laughs> yes, it does. It totally does. It has to because it has to. We have this one doe who is um, most of the time she is gorgeous in the show ring. And, uh, you know, the problem with her is you can't pen her with anybody else because she will pound the daylights out of them. And, um, you know, we found out that the bloodline she came from had this minor attitude problem. <laughs> minor like a Mack truck. Uh, it's, so the, the whole, it's so genetic. It is. And, it is. And but she's one of the best does in our herd, so <laughs> she kind of gets a pass. Uh, of course she, she is. She, she yeah, happens to be she, be, she happens to be Miss B's mother. So, um, you know, it's uh, and B and Maddie are total sweethearts, so it can breed out, but it, it can that or Addie just hasn't, you know shown up in their behavior yet. That's true. Maddie kind of has. Uh, She's a bit bossy to everybody else. At the same time, we, we love we love Addie. Addie, if she's by herself, is fine. Uh-oh, I think we lost Jessica. No, I'm here. Audrey just sneezed and I... <laughs> she's, <going over. laughs> she, she's trying to be quiet and then she sees and she's like <laughs> kind of sounded like a crash Je well, last week Jen sneezed I did <laughs> and it was loud enough that we heard that John heard it through the microphone through his earphones down in West Point <laughs> and he didn't know who, who in his house sneezed but he said Whoever just sneezed, bless you. <laughs> and Nate realized after the, the podcast that it was me. That's funny. That's too funny. So it's like the sneeze continues. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, Anyways, where were we? Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, So the doe that I love, she has a, the worst voice ever. And when we're at the show... <laughs> She just screams. Great Nigerian, like the, that's bad. Oh my gosh, it's so bad. And when we're at the show, so that's all she does all the whole time. Blah, blah, blah. Like scream, 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 scream. But I love her so much that I'm just like, I, I've i sold every other screamer. And I've sold every other <laughs> one that's, that's, that makes me like mad. Because yeah. I don't, I don't want to be mad. I want to enjoy it. But because I love her so much, I'm just like, I deal with it. I'm so... I just deal with it, and and it's it's funny because I try to laugh at it, and then I'm like, "Where's my wine? I need wine because because <laughs> I can't handle it because <laughs> it ends up being embarrassing." And it's like, you know, I'm in the rig, and she's got to make noise like the whole time, and I feel like it's so distracting. And but I love her body, and I love her utter so. I don't know. It's one of those give take, like you're saying with Addie. It's a give take thing. Unfortunately, when they're one of the ones that you really love, 
you just keep them, but it drives me insane. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's right now Addie's in solitary confinement. <laughs> uh, poor Addie. She has her own pen. I don't know if she really hates it. She might actually love it. She probably loves uh, yeah. Nobody she has to compete with. Um, but now yep. that we're able to get the barn doors open from the ice melting, yeah. she should be able to go out with the general population and they can get away with away from her and it'll be better. Yeah. Hopefully this week. Um, but you know, she's she's a nice little doe. Um, back on the topic though, you know, so earlier I kind of suggested that you might be able to outgrow a mentor or outgrow the people you're getting advice from. Um, do you agree with that? Either of you? Yeah, I do. Because some of the, I, I know like a lot of the mentors growing up, they were 4-H leaders. They were people who also had animals on a 4-H permit um, and didn't have that many. Uh, and I know now we've had enough animals come through that we have a lot more experience and you gain experience as time goes on and, and maybe those are small herds or, or they're not as active anymore. So yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, I think that she's right. I think that, um, you know, it depends on who your mentor is and, you know, I mean, it, and it's, it's totally okay if your mentor asks you for help. Because, like I was saying earlier, you may have experienced something that they hadn't, and you may have treated it differently than they had. And so, you know, it can be, it can end up being like more equivalent as far as a relationship. Um, they, it's not necessarily a mentorship, it's more of a um, camaraderie, you know, like you, if you can work things over with each other. You know, I try. Yeah, you can troubleshoot together. Yeah, I've tried this. It's not working. What can I try? What have you had something similar? You know, I'll look and see if I can find something, and then you look and see if you can find something, and then we can kind of, like you said, bounce ideas off of each other, and then maybe, maybe come to some sort of um, conclusion that yes, this works. So then, you know, then you move forward from there. So I think that you know, as you grow, they grow, and then you both kind of grow together. Right. And that was kind of where I was going to go next, is what happens when you do outgrow and what what happens. And I think that's the thing, is when you have a mentor like that, um, eventually you guys get to the point where um, you can grow together. You know, you can, uh, um, as you both said, but you can look kind of look out for each other, like, hey, I saw you were having trouble with that. I had a similar situation. Um, or, you know, hey, I see you're going to try, you're thinking about breeding to that bloodline over there. Have you considered this as an issue with that? Um, you know, I know we've gotten advice from other breeders when we posted breedings about, you know, issues with bloodlines. And uh, it's been really handy to know before you do that AI or you arrange for that breeding. 
um, of what to expect. Or even after the braiding, you can at least or even keep after an eye out for potential problems. You know, especially when those problems turn out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's been good to have people, you know, to help as well as who can help us. Um, you know, in our area here where we're living in central New York, I mean, we help people who are willing to be helped, um, you know, any way we can. And then there's people, there are people like you and again, Brandy, and, you know, Morgan, Allen, uh, and, uh, you know, a few others who we can, we turn to when we don't know where, where else to turn. And, you know, it's good to have those people. Um, I think they're, they're very helpful. But they can also be helpful about what to do about a screaming Nigerian kid or an overhazly doe who hasn't dropped to placenta or, um, or another one who hasn't eaten their drink and yep or one that hasn't eaten a drink in two weeks and yeah you know um so it's it's good to have those people around and you, you don't have to walk up to them and go hey you're my mentor you know they <laughs> could just be someone you look to someone you you turn to and they're good to have around. Yeah. Uh, but um, anything either of you want to add? I but, don't think so. No, I think we're good. I think that you hit all the points. Um, like you were saying, it's not only medical, it's also advice about breedings. It's advice about who to choose as far as purchasing an animal. Um, you know, and, and I guess the only That's advice huge. I, yeah. And I guess the only advice I'd give anybody is just don't be afraid to ask. Like if you ask someone and they don't know the answer, maybe they have somebody they can point you to. Um, exactly. You know, and, or maybe if like, if I don't know the answer, I know that there are a couple of groups I can go to, and maybe search, you know, and I can reference those and say, hey, you know, why don't you join these groups? Because maybe they've had that experience before, um, you know, so there's always ways that, you know, even though you don't maybe, maybe you don't have a mentor, um, you can find help somehow. So um, the worst thing you can do is not ask for help somehow, exactly. you know. And, um, and most people honestly are nice and they want to help or they want to direct you in, in a way that they can help you. So it's not, it's like I said, a lot of goat people are nice. So <laughs> very true. <laughs> they are. And you know, sometimes, you know, even you know, when you need help, maybe the help sometimes you need is. Did I do the right thing? And, you know, sometimes that's, you just need that reassurance from someone. And that can mean a lot in, in situation of what you're dealing with. 
you know, Jen and I have, have had a really tough kidding season. And there have been times where we've turned to you, Jessica, or to Brandy, or any number of people, to John, uh, and you said, hey, you know, we did this. Did we do right? And, you know, we just needed the, yeah, or, you know. Or maybe try this, or. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know. So something maybe saying calling it a mentor isn't the right word. Maybe it is. Um, we're all in this together, I guess. So well, that's so I get really sappy about this, and I'm like, you know what? If I'm not in this to help others, then why am I in it? You know, like yep. I'm trying to breed animals. Do I want to sell an animal that's going to? upset somebody is it is it gonna die you know like that's not my goal my goal is to make somebody happy and right. if I can help anybody in the process if I can even if they don't buy an animal for me and they ask me a question I'm like you know what it makes me feel good to help them and if I'm not helping yeah. somebody then why am I even doing this you know um I feel like that's that's my contribution to this whole thing is and, and maybe that's silly and not at all. I don't, no. you know what I mean? And, and I think that, I think that a lot of the breeders probably have the same mentality and maybe they don't express it the same way, but I think that it's one of those things that, you know, it, it should be part of their program is helping others. Yeah. And, um, and it, it goes a long way, you know, helping somebody and, they see that you're helping them and maybe they take it. It's like pay it forward, you know? So, Definitely. and, and that's, there's and a that's, lot of people that message us and ask us questions. So, yeah. And I think that it's, it's so important to help as many people as you can and just try. And, and maybe when you get off the phone, you're like, Oh, you know, like that was exhausting, but you know what? You helped somebody and, and that's all that matters. And, you know, and that may be a mentorship and it may not be a mentorship, but I think that it's, it's important either way in this industry to be, be there for other breeders because we, like you said, we all, we have each other and, and that's, that's so important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it feels good to help them too. You know, we had yeah. somebody message us a year or two ago and they'd given a vaccine and, and the dough kid was um flopping around and and not doing well not breathing well i said well did you give epinephrine did you try epinephrine and they they ended up giving it and an hour later the kid was fine mm -hmm. and so you know it does it feels good to to help people with their animals and and to know that you've helped them pull their animal through and yep it's yeah. gonna be okay yep Oh, yeah, and and none of not many of us are veterinarians, and you know we we don't pretend to be veterinarians, but we do all have I think similar experiences, you know throughout the time of owning goats, you're going to sometime have, you know, any number of issues, whether it's a health related issue, or a sales related issue, or uh, uh, genetics 
or breeding. Well, not just sales, even a purchase. Or even a purchase. You know, if you're buying from somebody and, and you don't really know them, maybe check with another breeder and say, is this person legit? Is are they a good breeder? Are there things that we need to look out for or whatever? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times the other breeders will hear what's going on and what the issues are. Yeah. And just, well, actually I had somebody message me. Um, and I think they wanted an adult buck and I didn't have anything available at the time. And I said, well, why don't you let me know what you're looking for? And then if I see something, I can, Send, send them to you or let you know, you know, like, Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's one of those things like you just, it's not, you're not being selfish with the sales. You're not being selfish with, you know, sharing information. You're just trying to help others in that way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you know, somebody's looking for something and you see something pop up someplace, Yep. whether locally or on another page that they might not be on, you can pass along that information and they can find what they're looking for. Yep. Very good. Anything else? Nah. No? Well, I, I think it's a good stopping point for tonight. Uh, John, somewhere out there, I think having dinner with family uh so we'll tie it up here thank you for joining us folks it's been another episode of ringside american dairy goat podcast i'm nate joined by jen and jessica have a good night good night thank you good, good night, night john ringside an american dairy goat podcast is not an affiliate of the American Dairy Goat Association. All opinions or information regarding the ADGA does not represent the registry.